<coughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, to Spooky Book Report. <laughs> Rolling. Welcome to the Rolling. show. Welcome, Welcome to the, the show. show. Welcome to the show. Jake, you there? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? Wish I couldn't. <laughs> uh, welcome to Spooky Book Report, a show for fat people by fat people. With for fat people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, not only fat people can listen to this, but only fat people should. <laughs> yeah, only fat people can talk about it. Yeah, right. If you're not fat and you like this show, get lost. What are you doing here? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? (laughs) I was thinking about it too. I wouldn't be fat if, like, things that didn't make me fat didn't taste so bad. You know? Like, would you rather eat chocolate or a radish? Definitely a radish. <laughs> I like to put it I like to put it in my chocolate sauce. <laughs> I like to mix it with my bowl of sugar. <laughs> I like sugar covered radishes. Yeah, I like it when That's it's disgusting. That weird spicy but sweet. <laughs> I like it to taste like spicy sweet dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have said no. it better myself. Uh, so welcome to Spooky Book Report episode 2 um, For those of you who listened to our last episode uh, You know that today we read The Haunted Mask Haunted Mask, I feel like, is this the first one in the series? Like, is this the first one he wrote? No, the first one I believe he wrote was Welcome to Dead House So, oh. and this one on uh, Whatever the last one, uh, The Headless Ghost That one had like an actual number of like yeah, what number he wrote number it. Thirty-seven. Yeah, that was thirty. But I, I don't see a number on this one. Yeah. So Might whatever. Give a little Google. I'm gonna um, Google action. I'm gonna write a letter to R. L. Stein and ask him, "Dear Mister Stein, what number book is this? Please reply. Please reply." Uh, he's too busy with uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Did you know that he's in the Guinness Book of World Records? I did not know that. He has sold over 250 million books. I think that was in this book somewhere. Is it in this? This book? Yeah, like just at the end somewhere, like telling <sighs> about him. His thrilling teen titles have sold more than 250 million copies. Enough to earn him a spot in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah, there it is. He lives in New York City with his wife, Jane, and his son, Matt. Mm. But a different Matt. Not this Matt that we're talking to. Not his son, not me. (sighs) Well. Okay. 
books. So, did you find out what number book it is? No, did you even I, Google I it? I gave up. I tried. Oh. But I was like, what do I say? Series number? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. It really, how, honestly, it doesn't matter. How do I matter. Google? <laughs> That's all right. Okay, so to speed things up on this episode, we're going to just kind of give you uh, like a one-minute rundown of the book, and then we'll kind of get into more detail about the book in our actual book reports, which I'm going to give Matt another F Yeah. on yeah, his book report. I've already decided. No, I've given you a D today. Why? Yeah, just because. Is that short for dick <laughs> something? I'm giving you an F for fat and a D for dumb. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> and I'm grading on the curve here. The curve of your fat ass. <laughs> well, that'd be a flat line because I have a, a very uh, skinny ass. <laughs> Oh, do you? Then why can I always see your ass when you bend over? Why because I can't find pants that fit my skinny ass. <laughs> fit you. A belt won't hold it up because there's nothing to hold it. It's just yeah. flat. It's like trying to, it's like trying to belt pants to a wall. They slide down a little bit and show your butt crack. <laughs> trying to put pants on like a telephone pole. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So enough got... about my ass. <laughs> Alright, uh, you got a one minute synopsis or do you want me to, to give it a whirl? Give it a whirl. I haven't written anything down, so... Yeah, me either. This is all off the top of your head. All like off the a top of my head. Yeah, so there's this girl named Carly Beth, which is a super annoying name when you have to read it several times. <laughs> um, and she's just a big scaredy cat and everyone knows it. So they take advantage of that. Then she's got these two dumb friends quote-unquote you can't call them friends they're more like bullies but they're always playing tricks on her and making her, her scream and stuff and so not in a good way not in a good way no and so uh lost my train of thought oh yeah so so she gets all mad and it's halloween and she's like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get the spookiest costume ever and i'm gonna scare them and so she goes and gets this spooky, this spooky mask. But when she puts the mask on, it kind of changes her. And she's just a bit of an asshole. She starts scaring everyone, stealing candy and stuff. And so she does get her revenge on those two brats. And scares the shit out of them. But she can't get the mask off after. And so she goes to the costume shop and the guy's like, Oh, oh yeah, they're not masks. They're heads or something i couldn't that part was confusing to me yeah right we'll, like we'll discuss like it further him. yeah we'll discuss yeah. it further later on but he's like you can't take the mask off tough shit lady and then uh <laughs> then then he's like well there is one way you have to perform some act of love or something and so she finds this weird head that her mom sculpted of her and put it on and i guess that worked that was good enough and so she took the mask off and then went home and then and kissed that, her mom on and was like lips. oh mama i'm so glad i'm not an ugly green animal and that was yeah that was a good 
I think you really touched the uh, plot points. That was that's, a better one minute to than give I would you give. A, a little, you know, I want you to know what was going on before we dive in deeper to the details. Yeah, to a the little hors d'oeuvre, if you will. Yes. A little hors d'oeuvre. A little horse doovers. Horse dovers. <laughs> so, um, I'll read the questions again, and um, we'll just dive right on into this shit. So the first question is the book title, which is Goosebumps, The Haunted Mask. The author is R.L. Stein. It's number 11 in the series, by the way. Okay. I found it. Sweet. 11 in the original series. Yeah, and I was going to mention that because the copyright date on this book is 1993, and I believe The Headless Ghost was 1995, so... Okay. Yeah, and this one is 121 pages, a fair bit longer than the uh, 113 of the last book we read. Um, a lot longer. Yeah, like a whole two minutes like longer a day to read longer. this. <laughs> Okay, so number two, uh, describe the setting of the story. Um, I guess since you gave your um, minute, I can start this one. So the, the story is set in a small town and during Halloween. right? I didn't really go into as much detail on this book report because I felt like a tryhard on the last <laughs> one. You know, like I wrote way too freaking much. Man, and, you, uh, you looked like a geek. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you are writing more than the actual book had, so stop trying so hard, you piece of shit. That's what I said, too. <laughs> to you. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's really all I got. It doesn't really give you too much detail into, like, the setting, like, where they are. I know at one point it talks about what the name of their school was, but it didn't really give you a definitive, like... This town is called whatever, or you know anything like that. So it's just set um, in how during like it's Halloween time in some small town, so it's uh, presumably fall, and you know that's really all that I've got out of it. It's uh, based around these kids that I know Carly Beth. <sighs> how many times are we gonna say Carly Beth during this podcast? Right, I told you it's annoying. <laughs> Um, Carly Beth is like 11, so they're in like, what, 5th or 6th grade, something like that? Yeah, that sounds right. So, Yeah, so that's what it's really based around is, uh, you know, middle schoolers, or late elementary school middle schoolers, and their Halloween adventures. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, the setting is kind of just like the same as last book. They're just in like, a little small town suburbia, little yeah. neighborhood. Sure. So... It's basically the same as the last book. Yeah, and, and honestly, Copy I wouldn't pace. be that surprised if it was, like, the same setting for, like, every book that we read from now on. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, I was looking at the, the little write-up on the back of our next book, and it looks like they're in a pyramid somewhere. So. Oh, awesome. So we'll be in Egypt. I hope so. Uh, we can only hope at this point. Or ancient Maya. Mayan country. <laughs> now that would They've be gone. a scary-ass book. <laughs> right? Those guys were... Awesome. Yeah, even though they were wrong about the calendar, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you read those things online about how, like, there was some calendar change with, like, the Gregorian calendar or whatever came along and it changed things, so we lost, like, eight years or something? Oh, I didn't know that. And so, actually, it should be 2020, not 2012. So, oh, shit. maybe they were right. Yeah, maybe they were. Have yet to determine. 
I saw a thing that said, like, um, yeah, the world was supposed to end in 2012 and it didn't, but has anybody ever truly felt alive since then? <laughs> that was the last good one. <laughs> I, I mean, that's pretty close. We had some pretty good ones uh, when we lived with Nick, that piece of shit, <laughs> in, in Fight House. Yeah, that's true. We had some good times. That was really fun. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What's, all right, uh, so what's number, the next question? So number three is a summary of the plot, which this is where we could really kind of dig into a little bit more of the gritty details of mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. Um, so the book starts out, and like Matt said, she is just a chicken shit, Carly Beth Caldwell is. Um, she's like 11, and she, it just talks about all of these instances in the book where she's just like, everybody's scaring the shit out of her, right? And one thing I do remember in the book that I was like, kind of shocked about is when those freaking people that she called her friends gave her a worm sandwich. <laughs> right, I was gonna say that too. It's like, that doesn't seem like something scary. That's just kind of fucked up. Yeah, right? Like they put a worm in her sandwich and she takes a bite of it. And then watch her eat it. <laughs> and it's like, they laugh. Like, what? That's just cruel. <laughs> that's not even uh, like something that's scary. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah, that's just gross. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, so I can kind of understand why she wants to scare the pants off of those two, those two dickheads. Those two dickheads. I don't know why she doesn't just get a gun and shoot them. Like if you're <laughs> right. gonna make me eat worms, people and, like that. Yeah, exactly. People like that. Everyone's got to be nicer. Mm-hmm. Not put so worms she, in people's food. Yeah, that's like the meanest thing I can imagine. I love eating so much, and the last thing I want to do is eat a worm. Yeah. Like, oh yes, yeah. a sandwich, and then they ruin it. Yeah, that's like the cruelest prank you could ever pull on a fat person. <laughs> right? Get their hopes up, and then and then it's a worm inside. And it's a shit sandwich. Yeah, it's there's poop in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so she gets scared a bunch, and she also has a best friend named Sabrina, who. It's kind of inconsequential in the story, but she does come up a bunch because maybe they're, like, lesbian lovers later in life. Yeah, I kind of hope so. Fingers crossed there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, um, her mom, like, makes her a duck costume and thinks that that's what she's going to be for Halloween. Um, which is just the stupidest costume I could possibly think <laughs> I of. I mean, like, looking on it now, like, if, when I was 12, it's like, hell no, I don't want that. But now it's like, I would totally wear that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, that would be so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the other part is, like, her brother puts on the costume at some point and scares her again, just to, like, reiterate how she's scared of everything. Uh-huh. So... And that kind of comes back in full circle because her brother, along with her other two friends, like to scare her to death. So um, she gets the idea that she's going to get the scary mask and she breaks open her bank and has $30. And $30 is a lot. 
Yeah. What? Well, like honestly, like right now, if you were like, give me thirty dollars for a mask, I'd probably tell you to go kill yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like even now, even for like a whole Halloween costume, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna pay like, all right, thirty dollars for like a good Halloween costume, maybe. Right. But. And this is thirty dollars in nineteen ninety three. <laughs> right. Her like I, I mean, it says literally her life savings. Yeah, right. And, Eleven years just down the drain. And like this this guy, at a costume shop, he's like, we're we're closed. And then she goes in and like finds those masks. There's like a special yeah, right. room of masks. And he's mm. like, no, no, you don't want no, you. <laughs> no. They're too real. They're too scary. And then she pulls out a wad of thirty dollars, and he's like, hmm. Okay, maybe. And then he sells her this horribly dangerous mask for $30, knowing yeah. full well what he's doing. Yeah, right? I mean, like, we don't know that he knows that until the end, but spoiler alert, he, he knows. He knows that he's selling a faulty product. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. And, like, he knows to the point where later on in the story he's waiting for her to come back to the store. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, I thought I'd see you. Yeah, like, what do you, you think? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, mean, I jumped ahead. We'll get back to that. There is more I want to talk about about that guy, but we'll get back to that later. We'll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, after she, so she goes into the store, buys this mask under, like, weird, false pretenses, um, and then goes, and the first thing she does is she takes it home and puts it on. And scares the shit out of her brother, and she notices that like it changes her voice. Yeah. When she talks, which is weird. Um, so she I mean, goes that's up. The she first scares. Indicator. Yeah. Right. And like it also talked about, I think how like the mask's mouth was moving instead of hers. Yeah, like it was. It was such a good mask. It's basically like it's her skin. Yeah. And it talked about how, like, it was warm inside the mask and, like, warm had, like, a smelly. sour. Yeah, warm and smelly. Just the way I like it. Warm and smelly. <laughs> like a toilet. <laughs> After you're done with it. I love pooping so much. It's <laughs> one of my favorite activities. <laughs> um, and then, so, her mom had made, like, this plaster of Paris head of hers too of mm -hmm. the daughter and so she grabs it and puts it on the end of a broomstick and then I forgot to mention this so she goes upstairs and she scares her brother and she's hard pressed to actually get the mask off and she's only had it on for like a couple of minutes at this point Yeah. so she struggles to get the mask off <laughs> after just a couple of minutes and then the idiot you know after she gets her good scare she walks out the door to go to her friend Sabrina's house where she fully intends to scare her uh, friends, which by the way, I have their names written down here. Steve, Steve. Boswell and Chuck Green. <laughs> yeah. Steve and Chuck. Chuck and Steve. Yeah. And also, I'd like to mention that that head, Yeah. that plaster Paris head, is mm -hmm. like, really a, apparently almost like a spitting image of her. Just It looks just like her. So her mother so, must be quite the sculptor. Yeah, and so she thinks, like, ooh, I can use this to my advantage. Right. I have my head. I can scare people yeah. even better. Even more better. So, yeah, so she gets 
the mask, she goes to her friend's house, and this is kind of like her first encounter with quote-unquote the mask's powers, right? She mm-hmm. goes and she's like hides in the bushes thinking that Steve and Chuck are coming in and these two kids are walking up the driveway. And she jumps out and like scares them to death using this deep voice and this like really scary looking mask. And then uh, these kids' mom comes up and she gets into an altercation with this mom about like <laughs> yeah, basically so, telling her to go it, fuck herself. Yeah, she she like scares these two random kids and then the mom walks up and it's like, what are you doing? Like, why would yeah. you do that? Oh, hey, I turned right to the page. Oh, awesome. And, yeah, the mom was, like, all mad at her. And instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry, that I thought there was someone else, she's just like, go away. I said go away. It's like yeah. being, to go so far as saying, go away, I'm warning you. Yeah. She growled. Yeah, she's really, like, m- menacing in this like altercation with this mom and she's an 11 year old kid yeah it's almost like the mask has a mind of its own yeah you could say one would say so so she teams up with Sabrina and she goes and they go trick or treating at this point after after the mom basically walks away because you know someone's gotta be the adult yeah Sabrina um So Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Carly Beth go trick-or-treating and then they're... I'm trying to remember the exact timeline, but at one point, um, Carly Beth, like, scares these kids and demands that she they give her their bags of candy, right? Um, yeah, at one point she does. Not those two yeah. kids. But yeah, yeah so, like, right. so like they go trick-or-treating and then they split up. And that's right. when she does it. Like, Correct. She's going crazy and stuff. <laughs> like, They go trick-or-treating yeah. to one door, and there's like this little boy and little girl with their mom who's like giving out candy. And they're yeah. like, ooh, I don't like this one. She's scary. And then Carly Beth is like, I'll eat you up. I'm going to eat you yeah. up. I'm going to eat you up. <laughs> and then, then the mom was like, well, that's not very nice. And then she turns to the little girl and is like, I'm going to eat you up too. She's a, she's nuts. Yeah. Oh, I there was one part that I actually really liked is they go to like this. I don't know why in my mind I pictured it was like an old guy in a wheelchair, but they go to this house and it's like an older couple, and they tell them, "Oh, you're so scary," and they give them apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like. Obviously, this is written in the 90s, because I remember when I was a kid, all of that, like, scared, like, don't eat apples, somebody put a razor blade in my son's apple in this trick-or-treating bag, or yeah. whatever, it's like, why? <laughs> why would they do that? <laughs> Who like made you, up this lie? You would see that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Did you and ever I, get the... apples when you were trick-or-treating? No. I did once. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't, I probably didn't eat it. It's kind yeah. of, you know, it's just kind of annoying because you're just like, what am I supposed to do? You just put it in the bag and it's obviously going to like bounce around and get all bruised up. Bruised up, yeah. Am I supposed to eat this while I'm like walking around town? Yeah. And almost even worse than getting apples in your trick-or-treat sack is a fucking toothbrush. <laughs> right? Going to the, 
to the dentist, the local dentist, oh, and they give a, like, a toothbrush, and it's just like... The worst! Like, who does that? <laughs> Why? It's like, you pretentious piece of shit! <laughs> and you know what it is? It's because they just get free toothbrushes, because they're dentists. Yeah, right. And they're just like, well, I have 800 boxes of toothbrushes. Gotta get rid yeah. of them somehow. It's not some, like, moral high ground. It's that then they don't have to buy candy, and they can, like, say, like, oh, well, you should brush your teeth more with all of this candy. And really, it's just so they can give away free stuff and don't have to spend money. Right? It's like, oh, you're gonna eat all this candy. You better brush your teeth. It's like, I already have a toothbrush. Yeah. Old my man, mom bought me one. You already know that. I'm still using the one you gave me six months ago. <laughs> exactly right. So you should know that by now. Yeah, if you haven't learned by now, then you never will, old man. So anyway, and then, so, they get the apples, and then Carly Beth gets mad, and turns around and chucks them at their window. <laughs> yeah, she, like, throws hers and then grabs Sabrina's and throws hers, too. Which, on a sidebar, I have to tell this story because it's my favorite one. So I was trick-or-treating. I would believe I was in sixth grade, but I was in maybe seventh, and I was trick-or-treating with Tanner and Brandon, who are a couple of degenerates from uh, the town of Manti. We were on the west side, and we were trick-or-treating, and I was dressed up as Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. My mom made a really awesome sumo suit out of, like, thermals, and I, like, dyed my hair orange and everything. <laughs> right, and, a, sumo, uh, a sumo suit. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, shut up. You didn't just have the clothes. <laughs> this was about 130 pounds ago, you piece of shit. <laughs> 130 pounds and two feet ago. <laughs> You're shut up. <laughs> um. So, so we were out trick-or-treating, and one of them was dressed up like a werewolf, and one of them was dressed up like a hobo. And we went to a known polygamous house. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. And we walked up to the door, and it said, like, there was, like, a sign in the window that said, we don't participate in Halloween, so please don't knock or ask for candy or whatever. And so we are like, oh. And so we walked away, and Brandon grabs a rock and turns around and goes, give us some fucking candy! <laughs> and throws the rock, and I just hear glass shatter. Oh, gosh. And, and we ran. <laughs> and never like returned. An 11-year-old boy. Yeah. So imagine me running down the street in a fat suit. <laughs> I mean, it'd be I've like looking at me running now. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> enough mm. enough making fun of me for being fat. That's <laughs> rude. Kids being kids. I mean, they're little shits. Kids are little shits. But I mean, yeah, it's Halloween. What? Just get yeah. some candy. Don't Just be one of those stop. houses that's like, yeah. this is an evil holiday. Yeah. And I, I live in an apartment and I still buy candy on Halloween. And like, I don't, I've never had trick-or-treaters ever. But I'm always like... There might be some this year, but if not, what, yeah, I'll have I mean, candy for me. Yeah, you just buy a few bags of candy, so you have, like, a whole big bowl of candy. That's what <laughs> happened last year. Is like, I just bought a bunch of candy, thinking, like, apartments are, like, prime. We, we grew yeah, up in a right. town where, like, there was four houses a block. Like, you yeah. had to walk the whole town. But, like, apartments, yeah. it's like, you have four in one little spot. Like, you just go yeah. knock, knock, upstairs, knock, knock, and it's... 
getting so much candy. So I was like, it's going to be busy. I sure. think we had like a little little kid who went trick or treating at like four o'clock with her mom, and that was it. Like, if I was a kid, I would be so happy to find a place like this to go trick-or-treating in. Right? Because you can just get oh, so much in, with so little effort. Like, in my complex, there's six units, and there's two units right next to each other. So you could hit 12 doors in a matter of, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. there's In my complex, there's 30 buildings, and there's, like, 12 in every in every building yeah dude it's like that's a gold mine right like you just walk around that and you would basically it's basically like walking the whole of manti like one end of the town to the other yeah but no nothing everyone goes trunk or treating nowadays i don't put razor blades or poison in my candy oh no i and like honestly i really like seriously wonder if that shit ever really happened or if it's just like helicopter moms who are out there like oh we don't want our kid just walking around where anybody could rape or murder him yeah you know what i mean like whatever i i get it that's the thing is i'm sure it has happened but yeah it you know it's such i don't think it happens as often as people like are afraid of but i mean i get it you want to be safe because even if it's like a point zero one percent chance you don't want to take that chance but still you know I think, like... Trick-or-treating like, was the best. Now, oh, it's, it was now awesome. you go trunk-or-treating in the middle it. of the day. Yeah, right? And, like... And the other problem with that is that... It's the same mentality with trunk-or-treating as it is with, like, knocking apartment buildings. Because you can literally get your entire town in at the park. Yeah. And you don't, you, like, you don't have to walk that far. It's... I mean, you can get it over with in an hour. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of so, a bummer, because that was fun, just going out with your friends, being able to stay out late, walking all over. Yeah, and like, getting into I mischief. always felt like, you know, if you had, like, three or four kids together, there's no diddlers that's going to just, like, take all four of you. He's right. going to tr- try and pick, like, the it's like a onesie-twosie. Just get a buddy. You're on the buddy system. Exactly. Buddy! <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Around the body system. What the body system? Yeah, have a look. <laughs> All right. And so, I mean, that's that's what they were getting into. Yeah, right. Just some regular mischief. But this bitch was stealing candy from kids <laughs> yeah. straight up, whole bags. <laughs> yeah, she like, she was acting up. Yeah, hundred percent acting up. Mm-hmm. So let's um, let's get to the point when. Uh, Chuck and Steve finally show up. Right, so she uh, she's like wait she sees them and she's waiting in like a bush I think, mm-hmm. and and this is after her and Sabrina had separated, so she's on correct. her own right now. Correct. With a bag full of candy of other kids' candy. Yeah, she's hauling a load. <laughs> um, so she's hiding in a bush and she sees them and she has her like plaster of Paris head on a stick. And she jumps out, and I don't remember exactly what she says, but she scares the holy dog shit out of these two. And at some point, they're they're like, who are you? And they kind of like laugh it off, because they see it's like Carly Beth's head on a stick or whatever. And then Carly Beth's head on the stick lips the words, help me. Oh, a yeah. Of times. Yeah, like, they're like, we know it's you. Quit being mean. We get it. 
Yeah. And then and then the the mask or the plastiparis head like mouths those words. Right. And so they drop their candy and book it. And head for the hills, bro. Head for the hills. So at that point, like Carly Beth sees her lips move or whatever and it kinda scares her, so she drops the head and then like rolls under the bush and she like just books it for Sabrina's house yeah. with her candy. So so like this is Carly Beth taking over now. She just gets kind of freaked out and and right. runs for runs, you know. But eventually she To she's, meet up with Sabrina, right? Yeah, yeah. She's going to find Sabrina now. So she meets up with Sabrina, they go back to Sabrina's house and they're kind of like sorting through their candy. And all the while Carly Beth still has her mask on Mm -hmm. and Sabrina goes don't you like want to take off your mask I'm really hot or whatever and Carly that's like okay and so she tries to like start pulling on the ears of the mask and it's like hurting her yeah like she had she had forgotten she had a mask on so it's like it almost became a part of her and then as she tries taking it off she's like can't get it off and she tries to get it from like the neck and it's like there's no line it's just Mm -hmm. her neck so she freaks out and just runs right and runs and runs and then she ends up right outside this weird man wearing a cape he oh he's wearing a cape by the way yeah he he was when she got there the first time but she's outside this costume shop now yeah and she's looking in the window Mm -hmm. um kind of almost hopefully but she's like all the lights are off so there's no hope and she's looking at like her reflection of the ugly ass mask in the in the glass and like as soon as she feels all hope is lost uh the guy opens the door and is like i thought i might be seeing you again yeah so it's like he totally knew yeah right <clears throat> so he he knew the whole time what he was doing and, like, he, they, he did show, like, apprehension when he was selling her the mask initially. Mm-hmm. But that $30. But, yeah, it, man. buy him a, a 30 rack of beer, baby. <laughs> a man in a cape getting $30. You can't pass that up. Yeah. But You know how many blowjobs you have to give to get $30? 60 <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So... Here's the point of the story where, like, I kind of... I'm a little confused. Sure. Because, you know, he takes her into that room with all those spooky masks that he, like, tried to hide from everyone. Right. And he's just like, they're not masks. They're creations from my lab. Right. And, it, and like, I, you know, what was he creating? Yeah, right. And, it and it never really talks about that. And, and like, he... Uh, yeah, he's like he created them. It's like you created these evil masks, and it's like they weren't right. evil when I created them. And it's like, oh, but they are now. And it's like, yeah, what happened uh, there? Yeah, yeah, they're evil now. <laughs> so it just like kind of <laughs> glosses over that whole thing. It's like, what were you making in the first place? Yeah. Second, why are you just leaving them in this room to rot? And then third, why would you sell it to an eleven-year-old girl? Yeah, right. It's like this is the face of someone else. That you I can created. wear it if you want. <laughs> that I created, and now it's lonely and wants a... It's like Voldemort. It's like, it needs a body to possess. Yeah, exactly. And you just I, let it happen. Yeah. 
So, yeah, like, how, how do you just have this, like, taxidermied skin of something that you created that, like, accidentally some kid could stumble into and be like, hey, uh, what's going on back here? <laughs> well, I want this. I'll give you 30. <laughs> Sold. All right. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, as he's, like, explaining all of this, he, like, <clears throat> something happens that, like, all the other masks wake up. I didn't really understand that <laughs> yeah, part Yeah, like, that it. part also was a little weird. But, yeah. but it, you know, they wake up, and then he tells her that, like, there's only one way to get this mask off. Mm-hmm. But, like, once the mask is off, if it, anyone puts it on again, then it's done. It's over. It stays on. Like, yeah. it won't come off again. Sure. So she has to, you know, have some act of love or whatever. Yeah. So it's, he tells her like an act of love, which is corny <laughs> as hell. Right. I kind well, of feel like he didn't actually, he didn't think that would actually work. Right. He was just trying to get her to do something bad. Fruity. He was being. Yeah. He was being. Pervy. A perv. He's yeah. a perv. But He's a un- piv. <laughs> unfortunately for him, all the masks woke up and started yeah, right. chasing her. So she books it again. Yeah, so she's running out, and then <clears throat> it talks about like how all of these masks are like saying shit incoherently and chasing her, floating through the air magically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she runs for a few blocks and thinks <clears throat> instead of like doing something gross for that old guy in his cape. She thinks about an act of love could be like something with the head. I know, yeah, she, I know how it finds, ends, right? But yeah, like so she she's running and she realizes she's on the corner where she lost the head. Yeah. So she tries to find the head and you know somehow finds it <laughs> and like puts it over her head. Which that's got to be a big ass plaster, of right? Because you can't right? like stretch that over your head. Yeah. But she puts it over her head. And apparently that's good enough. Yeah, how is that an act of love? That's my <laughs> yeah biggest maybe, question know, at this point. Maybe she's just like, my mother will protect me. Yeah, right. Know. It's like a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, and so my mother's love. So she puts it over her head, expecting <clears throat> these monster masks to hurt her, and then she takes off the the plaster pair's head, and they're all gone. So it worked. Yeah. So. She then takes the mask off and goes home. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how that's an act of love, but whatever. <laughs> right. There's there's a little hole there in the story. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yep. And then the story ends. She goes home and her mom's like, tell me about your trick-or-treating experience. And um, the one thing I did like is that uh, it did explain that the mom is fat. Yeah, so I like cool. that. It's, good. it's that. real. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and then, I did, we didn't really mention this, but it does talk about how Carly Beth is always, like, unhappy with her appearance in the beginning of the book. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that that's really, like, necessarily a turning point. But she goes home, and her brother says something snarky when he sees her at the door. And she, like, rushes to the mirror and sees that it's her face. And nothing's wrong with it, and it's not the mask anymore, and that she like actually like kind and of appreciates like, oh, her own face. Oh, your mask is so gross, and she's like, "Oh no, it didn't come off." But he was just being a dick. 
Yeah, what a little calling dick, her Noah. ugly and stuff. Yeah. Um. So the story ends. She's sitting at the table telling her big fat mom about uh, her Halloween, and her mom's probably eating all of her candy. And yeah, her mom's uh, probably pretty bummed out that she left her candy at Sabrina's. Yeah. Right. She's like, "What about all that candy you went out for, Where sweetheart?" Your candy. Hey, could you give me some of that candy? <laughs> Hey, you got any candy? Hey, give me a piece of that candy. Golly, Beth. Where is your candy? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so, you know, true to R.L. Stein fashion, there's a quick twist at the right at the end, and uh, the bratty little brother decided to grab the mask and put it on and so he comes running into the kitchen and he's like you know tries to scare him and that's where it ends and it's just like oh shit that boy don't know what he got himself into that dumbass idiot he's gonna be like that forever he's gonna be uglier than Matt is forever (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) so that was the summary of the plot of the haunted mask uh I, you know, I know we kind of discussed this a little bit, but I actually liked this story a little bit better than the last one. Yeah. This one didn't really have as many, like, false positive scares as the last yeah. one, in my opinion. I think the, the last one, it kept my attention better because it was more, you know, suspense from chapter to chapter. This one kind of yeah. just, you know, it, it, it just didn't hold my attention as well, I think. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, I did like that this had more... Like, uh, supernatural shit. Like, you know, things that, like, were kind of not explanatory otherwise. Like, you know, the masks floating through the air and stuff. It wasn't like some optical illusion. It was, like, actually part of the scary story. So, So, that's our summary of the plot. Um, Question number four, who is the protagonist, which we talked about, which is stupid Carly Beth Caldwell. Yeah. What? Little mousy Carly Beth. Yeah, and I, I really have always like had a love hate relationship with names like that, where it's like you got to say the first and the middle name. Like, yeah, I, I, I Matt mean, Adrian. I mean, I guess whatever. That's that's cool and all, but when you're reading it, like nobody's gonna like. Do people really call her Carly Beth, or are they gonna call her Carly or Beth? Yeah, right. People aren't gonna call her Carly Beth all the time. Hey, Carly Beth. Yeah, just... Where's your duck costume? I don't like that. Quack, quack. (laughs) And then, uh... Is that... Who's the protagonist? Uh, that that was who's the antagonist. Correct, yeah, that's the next question. What what did you say? This one was... I was... Yeah, so I could see how it could be the man in black, but I put Steve and Chuck... Yeah, I I put Steve and Chuck, but I also put also Carly Beth again, but Carly Beth in the mask. Okay. You know? Yeah, I could see. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, that's really... Because she, you know... That's an interesting take. It's a different person, I guess. Right, yeah, right. The mask wants to stay on, but she doesn't want it on. Right, it's like her versus the mask. I think that that's more like true to like a protagonist sense of the book it's not yeah no i like that better so what 
I'll, I'll give you um, an F plus so far for that because that's a better answer than what I got. Yeah. You piece of shit. You went from a D down to a F plus. <laughs> Good, we're at the same grade. Yep. You're a fat plus because you're <laughs> fat plus some. Because you're fat plus fat. You're you're like a extra. Shut up. I'm giving you a fat X. <laughs> An XF. <laughs> Extra fat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a 2XF. Shut up. <laughs> Haven't fit into 2XF since high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number three, major and minor conflicts. We know the major conflict is that the mask won't come off. The minor conflicts, though... Um, uh, let's see. What did I put for? While you're looking, I can give mine. Mine, I wrote, uh, Carly oh, Beth scares two kids on Sabrina's driveway, thinking that it's Chuck and Steve, but it's two um, innocent trick-or-treaters. And then she has a run-in with the mom, which we already kind of went in-depth about. It's a minor conflict that I put. It's kind of like her first um, real run-in with like having the mask wanting to take over. Mm-hmm. So I said the main one was the mask, right. and the minor one was bullying, which led her to the mask. Okay, that's fair. I like that. Yes. Yes! Uh, um, so number seven, what is the turning point or climax of the story? Um, I guess we kind of already went into that. Yeah, I think the turning point was when she went in and to the costume shop and the guy told her what was what was up so the turning point happens very late but you know also maybe the turning point is when the mask starts like getting better of her like emotions and stuff yeah right or i mean i put the same as you that it's when she goes to the store and finds that the store clerk's waiting for Mm -hmm. her and he gives her all that information because then you know what the mask is right yeah and then the other point that could not necessarily like a turning point but is kind of a turning point is when Sabrina's even trying to help her get this mask off and she like feels and re- like she realizes that like there's no bottom to the mask and that the skin is like part of her skin but I guess that that's all kind of like within a couple of chapters yeah, she finds all. out that she can't take off the mask and then she goes to the store yeah. like almost immediately after yeah okay yeah, yeah. so what's what's a memorable quote citation or line from the story and explain it um so we actually i think we passed this part when we were giving the plot but it's not really a part of the plot but it's when so she gets the duck costume yeah and her little brother gets in it and, and carly beth walks into her bedroom and he scares her and it's just yeah. quack quack <laughs> that was the funniest part for me i like it uh, the funniest part for me is when um, I wrote this down when she has the run-in with the mom. This is exactly what's in the book. <laughs> she says, I'm going to tear this woman apart, Carly <laughs> Beth decided. I'll chew her to bits. I'll tear her skin off her bones. Furious thoughts raged through Carly Beth's mind. God damn. <laughs> I read that and I literally laughed out loud. That is just the best. Just talking about killing an old woman. Very rough. Um, okay, what is the motif that runs throughout the story? I actually had a hard time with this. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, I said bullying because she got bullied and then she turned into a bully. Yeah. I don't know. I, is there, I don't know. Is there I guess anything really? I, I, the only thing that I could really come up with that's not really like a motif, but like I wrote that like revenge is a, a hard thing, right? She, she tries to get revenge on these boys that are bullying her, and it kind of ends up shooting herself in the ass. Mm-hmm. Backfires. So that's kind of what I put is that you know revenge is a dish best served. Cold. Cold. Yeah. Cold. Alright. And for the um, last one, I, you know, these books are too easy. I don't know what to do with the words that were hard. Yeah, right. So, I didn't I didn't get any. You didn't? You piece of shit. I didn't get any. Um, I just wrote them as I went. I got uh, perspiration, the process of sweating. Um, daylights, mental soundness or stability. There was actually a lot of definitions for daylights, but... Yeah. In this context, it was mental soundness or stability. So that uh, was kind of interesting because you get the daylight scared out of you, so the mental soundness and stability is scared out. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, so where Parker, that originated from? Like, where did yeah. where did that? No, that's a good question. Know, I have no idea. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Yeah. Where'd you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, um, <laughs> good job. Oh, thank you. You saw where I'm, I was going. Oh yeah. Um, so I also wrote puckered, which is the a past tense of pucker, and it's tightly gather into wrinkle or wrinkles or small folds, <laughs> which often people talk about their buttholes. <laughs> right, and it it describes it perfectly. Yeah, it does. It sure <laughs> does. If you've ever seen a butthole in person, you know what that means. <laughs> Um, the last one I wrote was trickery, which is the practice of deception. Okay. Good work. So, there you go. That's, uh, that's the book reports for The Haunted Mask. The Haunted that Mask. Alright. Yeah, it was good. Uh, was let's, let's do the spook meter real quick. Where are you at on the spook meter? This book wasn't scary enough to, like, sleep with a light on. Yeah. But I, you know, I think the idea that there's some guy who's out selling little kids masks knowingly that it's going to, like, mold to their faces is a little bit terrifying. So I, I would say this is about, like, maybe a two on the spook meter. Two spooks? Two spook meter? Two spooks. Two spook meter. What about you? Um, yeah, I'd say about the same. I kind of like stories with more suspense. Okay. That's because... You know, it's, it's hard to, like, after you read it to, like, actually be scared, I feel like. So sure. it's got to be, like, in the moment. Yeah. And there really wasn't much of that for me. So. I can see that. So 1.8 spook meter. 1.8, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh-huh. All right. Now, to end the show, we have a new fun thing to do. New segment that we're introducing. Yeah, we got some fun mini games. Sweet! So, I have a random number generator here that is just going to... I have... So, what it is is a mini game is just... I wrote down, like, a challenge. And uh, it can be anything from, like, you know, cast the book into a movie. What 
what characters would play what, you know, whatever, all the way into like, you know, sing, make up a song about the book, whatever. So there's all kinds of these things, and I have a random number generator on my phone, and it's gonna <clears throat> just pick a number, and I'll we'll we'll have to do the challenge off off the cuff. So that's that's what the mini game segment is. And yeah, we need to think of a better uh, name than mini game. Yeah, something I mean, a little more spooky. We'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, we're only too deep. But that's it. Okay, so Matt, you want to go first? Yeah, let's do it. Hit me okay, with the so random game. Random number is fifteen. So it says, uh, "Read the last paragraph of the book as if you were telling it around a campfire." Mm. It's kind of boring, but yeah. you know. Let's see how I do. Let me find this. The last paragraph. It's it's hard because uh, all right, around a campfire. Do you want me to do, do you want me to do another one? Maybe because it's kind of just like she's just you. sitting down with her mom and then... Yeah, right. Then the it's little, not a very spooky ending. Hey, Carly Beth, he called in a deep, raspy voice. Look <laughs> at me. How do I look in your mask? <laughs> <laughs> that was good, actually. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so, okay, so, so there's my mini game. All right. Your mini game. You now well. I'm going to give you a random number. Okay. Six. Six. Uh, change the monster into something that would spark horror in other traumatic ways. Oh, this is actually kind of tough. So I've already got one. Uh, do you? Uh -huh. A pucker right. butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mask. It it's a pucker. Turns it in a totally different direction. Yeah. This kid running around in her... <laughs> With a puckered butthole face? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Gross. I was I was gonna go the route of, like, the mask turns her into an old pedophile. <laughs> and then she's, she's going around trying to take little kids' candy and, like, trick them into, like, going and, like, in, his, in her van and do gross stuff. Hey kids, you want some candy? Hey, it's me, Carly Beth. <laughs> I've it's got a whole boatload of candy. I forgive you for scaring me. <laughs> Why now don't come, you come take a look at my butthole. <laughs> come a little closer. <laughs> Let me see what your hair smells that like. It's terrifying in a totally different way. Yeah, right? It's an 11 year old pedophile. <laughs> Alright, so those are our mini games. You know, I think we we we'll get we'll get better. We're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll get, get better. better. We'll do it. Those were pretty we, good, though. Yeah, I, I mean, that was fun. It was good. Well, yeah. So, um, know, next, join us next time. What are we reading next time, Matt? Next time is the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. The Curse of Your Mommy's Womb. <laughs> You're the Curse of Your Mommy's Womb. You're the Curse of Your Mommy's your Womb. Your giant head. Yeah, but I couldn't be the curse because I was like the second, but you were the last. Your mom saw, took one look at you. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> uh, so join us next week. We're going to be uh, reading the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. It's going to be real spooky. It's going to be spooky. It's going to be sick. We're super spooky. <laughs> All right. So long, everyone. 
Thanks for tuning in, bitches. Spooky Book Report.